It's Monday the 27th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, joined by Shane Lee. The weekend is done, Shane. Did you do anything exciting? Nothing really exciting, mate, but I believe you're in Adelaide at the moment. You saw a massive cock last night. Talk me through that. I did. <laughs> I did. I'm down in I'm in Adelaide for the uh, Adelaide Fringe Festival, which is an awesome festival here in uh, Adelaide. Basically, the whole city comes alive with a whole bunch of shows of like comedy, mm-hmm. cabaret, circus, burlesque, magicians, but don't go near magicians there. Sexual predators, but um, it's it's a great festival, and I went to I try to go to something different every year because I see a lot of comedy. So we try and go to like something that might be a cabaret or something like that. And I went cool. and saw I think it's like a circus cabaret called The Party. Mm-hmm. So it's put on by the same people that did a show called Blanc de Blanc that like toured the country. And right. I tell you what, it's like basically like a, a dance and circus show that runs through all the themes of a of a house party. Right. So it's like everyone rocks up and then there's like, you know, there'll be a fight. There'll be people trying to hook up with each other. (laughs) First 30 seconds in, guy fumbles onto the stage, no pants, full frontal. There's a big, there's a big cock right in my face. I was like, this is one hell of a show. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot recommend it more. It's bloody great. It was a bloody great show. Um, My shows actually kick off on Tuesday here in Adelaide. So if we've got anyone that's listening that... Uh, wants to catch a good comedy show on a Tuesday night, or I mean for the week doing my solo show. So if anyone's keen, look it up, Shad yeah. Wicker, get, get some tickets. Yeah, get down there, guys. It's a good show. You know what else? It's been bloody hot down here now. It's all of a sudden had a cold change. You would have played cricket down in Adelaide. Did you ever have to do a get like a match down here when it was doing forty degrees? Yeah, a number of times, mate. There was one game there um, where they started to weigh us. I wish it happened these days, but they started to weigh us um, before and after the game, and uh, it was that hot. A few of us lost between 7 and 10 kilos during That's the day. nuts. Yeah, crazy. Man, well, maybe I'll actually lose some weight on this trip. That'd be nice. Far out. <laughs> um, look, we've got a few to get into today. Uh, look, crazy scenes in cricket <laughs> over the weekend in the WNCL final. Plus, we'll talk the T20 World Cup. AFL, NRL, the Dolphins making moves against their rivals as well. So let's just get started. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Let's start in your neck of the woods here with cricket, Shano. All right, the Aussies in the T20 Women's World Cup have done it again, <laughs> winning the, the, the World Cup final, Shano. Mate, we predicted this. Uh, the girls, once again, this is six out of seven times they are World T20 champions. Unbelievable. Uh, we batted first. We got six for 156 off our 20. Defeating South Africa, can only manage 137. Beth Mooney leading away. She did it last time in Melbourne. She was uh, not out batting, carried a bat and did it again. She got 74 not out. Ash Gardner, 29 of 21 and then followed up with one for 20 or four. Uh, and young Jess Johansson, she also, also bowled really well, took one for 21 of three and, and we're world champions, mate. And um, the girls would be celebrating right now. Congratulations to them. 
Yeah, unreal stuff there. Let's let's keep in women's cricket as well though, because um, I want to talk about this crazy finish to the WNCL final. Even if you're just a casual cricket fan like myself, if you saw this, I had to watch that last over. Because reading what happened with the last six balls of this final for Tasmania to win this back-to-back title over South Australia was like unheard of. This is a bigger comeback than Lazarus. It's, it's ridiculous. So Tasmania <laughs> defeated South, uh, South Australia, but South Australia only needed four runs to win with five wickets in hand off the last over. Four runs off the last over with five wickets in hand and they imploded. Sarah Coit for Tasmania took four, four for 30. There was a run out as well. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. This was just chaos. You could see the panic start to set in and they just imploded the South Australian team. And I tell you what, that's a hard one to come back from. Yeah, how's this? So this is the last over. This is what was crazy. Mm. It was okay. So first ball, bowled. Yep. Second ball, they got one run. Mm-hmm. Third ball, stumped. Yep. And then the next ball was, well, I don't know what you would call this as out. It was the, they hit it like line dry, like straight down. <laughs> The bowler put a hand out, tipped it into the non-striker's end wicket, yep. which stumps the, the uh, batter was out of their crease. Run out, yep. The next one was an LBW, mm. and then the final one was technically a run out on a single. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. <laughs> so mental to win back-to-back in, like, yeah, on your situation. Like, has that ever happened? I, I, I can't an remember. An implosion like that? Mate, I remember um, a similar thing happening when I was playing under 10s down the, <laughs> down for <laughs> Oak Flats. But that's about as close as it gets to it, mate. It, that was just crazy. It was um, – it just goes to show you're never out of the game if you really believe it. Yeah, man. Uh, well, look, let's uh, now turn our attention after celebrating how good things are going in the women's side of the mm. cricket game. The men's side is awful. Um, Travis Head. He has uh, been snubbed with selection at the moment, and now there's like a bit of back and forth between him and selectors. Well, he's come out openly in the press and said he had a, and he termed it a robust discussion. There <laughs> 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 might have been a bit of kicking and screaming here um, with Tony Dottomay and Andrew McDonald, who's the coach and selector on tour. Um, but I, I do like Travis Head's um, attitude, even after he was dropped. He's now back in the team. He said he, he after that robust discussion, he woke up next morning. He said I was still on tour, uh, and I was doing do, doing something that I love. And by that he meant he was over there playing cricket, right? So that's a very refreshing attitude. Um, I just hope it doesn't have long term effect for him because he's just going to have to remember now that any any moment in time he could be dropped from that side. Man, that's crazy. And then uh, yep. a little bit of fun side with uh, Usman Khawaja. A story revealing a little bit of a stitch-up that he was copying. Well, Brad hadn't told a story, uh, I think it was on SEN, and um, how he, um, he he stitched up a young Usman Khawaja. Uh, he had Adrian Tucker bowling to him, um, who was a good little, good leg spinner, and he played and missed a couple of times and hadn't, I think Brad hadn't may have learned this from me, actually, but he decided <laughs> to get everyone to go up and appeal next time he just played and missed. Um, and they all he played and missed, they all went up and appealed for the court behind. And put the pressure on the umpire, and the umpire gave, gave poor Uzi out. He then told Uzi that, yeah, you didn't hit it, mate, and uh, Uzi didn't take that very well. But it, uh, Brad hadn't called that gamesmanship. <laughs> not, not cheating, yeah, not right. cheating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's uh, turn, a, turn over to tennis at the moment. It was kind of a strange things going on in Dubai with the Dubai Tennis Championships. Coco Goff, Madison Keys, quarterfinal victory, had fans a little bit kind of confused stunned i can only describe this game standard as shit <laughs> <laughs> this was so bad uh, man two, the stats are awful hey terrible <laughs> stats right uh kogo goff uh 
versus Madison Keys. And Madison Keys has had her issues with um, the mental side of the game and unforced errors. Well, Keys, in a, in a two set, she lost 6 2, 7 5, 51 unforced errors. And Goff, mm. Goff also had 31 unforced errors. So, what's that? 82 unforced errors in two sets of tennis. You, you wouldn't see that many errors oh, in no. a warm up. No, you wouldn't. This was a race to the bottom. Um, yeah. And then, sure enough, Swiatek comes out to take on Goff the next game and absolutely smokes for him, wins another title. But this just says to me, Ash Barty, geez, darling, you, re- you retired way too early. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. really Iga's time to uh, shine now. Jeez. She is a class above everyone else. But that is, I mean, you can have a bad day at the office, but that is. Unhurt, like that's so awful. Mate, they were missing. Would have been so bad mi- to watch her because it'd be so slow. Yeah, and like, oh, Jess, it'd be so bad to be sitting there in the stands watching. Mate, but it was missing the back, the back line by a good two, three meters sometimes, and then it was hitting the bottom of the net, not not just clipping the top. It was yeah. uh, the unforced errors were horrible. Anyway, it was a really, really shit game to watch. Uh, look, let's go world game. $90 million is the price tag, and he has got himself another record. Yeah, big, big number spoken there. For me, the, the highlight of the weekend in the EPL was the Gunners now a five point, have a five-point lead at the top of the Premier League. Huge. Um, with, with their 1-0 win over Leicester. That's, that's significant now. And um, only a few weeks ago, I thought the Gunners were starting to wobble a little bit. Um, the pressure's on them now. They're going to be the hunted all the way to the end of the, the season. But five points clear, it's a pretty significant lead. Well, only a week ago, they were... Yeah, you know, mm. they weren't on top. Yep, that's right. But they were at, they lost the top spot for three days, and then City decided to just absolutely they they needed to win yep. the very next one. They couldn't do it. So a lot of cases that I mean, my Everton are awful at the moment, wallowing in the relegation zone now after losing to Villa on the weekend. Yes. So that's awesome to see. Um, but Harlan is the man that if City is going to have a chance, they're really running everything through him. I mean, he is the one with the giant price tag on him. Four one, they smashed. Bournemouth, but you're right, that five points is going to be tough for them to claim back over the next few weeks. Yeah, huge, huge, huge um, amount of points to, to, to regain. Um, but this goes to show how fickle the, the Premier League is and how dynamic it is as well. That in one week, as you said, you can be behind, and then a couple of weeks later, you're five points in front. So, um, well, yeah, and the bounce back factor. I mean, what about yeah. Manchester United finally getting themselves a trophy after how many years is that now? Long Ten time. year drought, yep. something like that. <laughs> it's insane. So, I don't know. Now it's starting to see that the you know, some of these haves are starting to come back from being have-nots. Yeah. I feel. So yeah, it's good stuff in the EPL. Hey, stick with us. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk AFL, NRL, and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters, build fast sports multis, and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. All right, Shano, AFL season is, yeah, well, the preseason's having its uh, little dash at the moment. These sim games, all right, we've seen a few of the scores come from them, but now we've learned just what the kind of money each of these AFL clubs have made 
from these sim tournaments. Yeah, a lot of money um, flowing in the doors. But uh, I'll just give you a few highlights of, of, of the matches from last uh, Thursday, Friday over the weekend. Um, for me, the, the Crows looked really good. Their, their forward line um, looked very imposing. Darcy Fogarty, in, in particular, kicking two goals. But it was his brilliance in the air that, that really stood out to me. Mm. Um, Brisbane absolutely flogged my Sydney Swans by 45 points. So that was really, really hard to watch. They looked good, both Jack uh, Gunston with three goals and Josh Dunkley with two uh, were, were the key destroyers. Collingwood um, have put a, a significant amount of investment into this young, I say he's young, he's 27-year-old Dan McStay, um, and they put him on a five-year, $3 million contract. Uh, and he only kicked 30 goals last season, but he looked very, very promising versus Carlton. And it looks like he's going to really fit well into that their setup there. Um, but the one for me in particular who, mate, they're a big chance of going back-to-back. Ge- Geelong just looked unbeatable. They, they flogged the Hawks by 85 points and didn't really even get out of second gear, mate. And then Melbourne, they, they look quite sharp. A lot of their stuff's going to be around Kaisara Pickett. I think he kicked two goals against St Kilda, um, was doing a lot of really good work in the midfield. So for me, they're the highlights from uh, from, from the first sort of um, run on the weekend. Yeah, nice. So we'll, uh, you mentioned Collingwood in there uh, and their play mm. through the Sims. Eddie Maguire's having a big kick up at the moment because the AFL is actually finally trying to make the MC a little bit more fairer for all the teams that use it. What's your view on this? The idea that uh, they're tearing up their agreement with Collingwood fans. For people that don't know, members, Collingwood members get basically first yep. dibs uh, on a certain section of the MCG, whether it's a home or away game uh, at the MCG, which means that if you are a club that also uses that ground like Hawthorne or Richmond, your members have to move away from the Ponsford <laughs> stand. <laughs> and sit somewhere else, even though it's your home game. The uh, AFL wanting to rip up that agreement so that Collingwood fans have to do the same thing that every other fan yeah, does. Yeah, well, well, my take on it is that Eddie Maguire did a really, really good deal and tough luck for, for the Hawks and, and, and <laughs> Richmond supporters and, and the clubs. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think it was really, really smart. Eddie said that the other clubs didn't want to do these deals back in the day. They weren't that, that sort of set on it. Uh, but now if things have changed. They want to uh, renege on that agreement and, and get access to it. But... Uh, I can see Eddie's point. I can also see the Hawks and Richmond side of things too, but I think a deal's a deal. But if you're the home side, yeah. that doesn't, like, yeah, okay, you can sit yeah. there. But, like, if I'm the home side and I'm coming in, screw you, Collingwood. <laughs> I'm still paying money to use the stadium. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, get out of here. What are you talking no about? No one sits to Collingwood supporter that's like, anyway. That's like when you go to Allianz yeah. or whatever, and then it's going to be like, well, sorry, we're Roosters players, and it's like, what's well, a way game? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, your membership doesn't apply here. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. Mm. You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get away yeah. from AFL. It's too much of a blind spot yep. for me. Carlton fan, you know what I mean? That We're just going to miss the eight again, as we always <laughs> do. But um, let's go NRL. This is sick. It's so crazy I'm not home in Brisbane at the moment to watch all this come mm. together. But the Dolphins, up the fins at the moment. They are winning this battle against Brisbane. Not only did they poach one star before the weekend in Herbie Farmworth, which was no one was predicting that. That was awesome that they just managed to sneak that in with no one really saying that was going to happen. And then double blow to the Broncos. They've now secured Thomas Flegler with the Finns announcing it on their socials yet last night. What an unbelievable pickup, these two. Um, Herbie Farmworth on 800K per season. That's a big, big number. But Thomas Flegler, yeah, on a four-year deal. Um, And he's look, he's still got one year to run um, 
with his Broncos contract. And he's promised Walters that he's going to rip in for this year. He said, but uh, yeah, you can see Walters is not very very happy with uh, with a guy uh, with a max, almost a mass exodus from from, from that team, mate. And uh, Wayne Bennett winning the war up there big time. I'm a little concerned for the Bronx. Like you know, there's been chatter of an extension for Kevy, mm. um, which you know I think that if they were to extend Kevy now. It's, I mean, it's a big show of confidence if they haven't already. But, like, surely he needs to prove something this year. Like, this Broncos side, you know, it's, they've consistently shit the yeah, bed. It has. Like, that's, that's basically what's happened. And you can't sit there and go, if you want to sit there and go, look at it, look at these really good games that we played. Well, you have to also address the fact that they've lost three games in one season or two games in one season to the highest. They, they broke their highest losing margin twice mm. in the space of two years. And, and the keep... So it's yeah. like, it's really and bad. And then you've got players and, leaving. And the keep, that's, that's the key point, is that whether players actually want to play for the coach. And it doesn't appear that way, does it? That, um, you know, you've got, you've got certain players coming out saying that they think Walters isn't a very good coach personally. Um, and mm. then you've got players who are, who are leaving left, right and centre to go to a new club that's not even established. Just like, come on. Um, Walters, yeah, he's got to be made totally accountable for this. And they've got like, the, the Broncos do have some pretty good um, assistant coaches floating around there, like Matt yep. Ballin, yep. Matty Ballin. He's in there at the moment. Um, I believe he's coaching their attack, which is strange to me because he's one of the great defensive hookers mm. of, of the SDU. But, but um, they've got some like good heads in there that, you know, it'd be interesting. Like the Broncos should still be a, you know, they'll be a ch- challenging for the eight side. But man, the, like the Dolphins play the Roosters this weekend at Suncorp Stadium. Mm for their opening yep, round yep. match. The Broncos are playing the Panthers uh, in Penrith. Who's going to start with the better, you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, Dolphins are expected to lose to the Roosters, but could you imagine if the Dolphins oh. win in Suncorp first game? Like, it would be <laughs> mental. The other question you got to ask now as well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Will Herbie Farmworth and Flegs make it through this season or will they be wearing Dolphins jerseys by the end? Because we know heaps of clubs try to get their guys early. We know that the Dolphins have the most amount of salary cap sitting mm. there. They haven't even used it all this year, so they can move them across. And we also know through history that the Broncos don't mind pushing you out the door if you've decided that you're going to leave at the end of the year. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. The problem is that Walters needs to win and do very well this year. And I don't think he can use lose two players like that of that caliper just for this one year I think he's going to be trying to keep him there yeah well Flegler yeah, yeah but with that said Flegler spends a lot of time on the mm. sideline each year yep. with suspension so I mean if he gets done for a hip drop tackle and he's out for five weeks probably a good time to get rid of him I could see that contract getting moved over yeah. to the yeah. Dolphins almost yeah. immediately so something to keep an eye on there for sure and we'll close up with uh, motorsport at the moment Owen Kelly an emotional tribute to a friend after the Speedway crash. Yeah, it was hard to watch. Um, he came out, he's talking about a mate of his, um, Adrian Redpath, who was um, a Speedway crash just outside of Launceston, but he fractured his back, ribs, sternum, and, and a heap of other things too. So he was just talking about him and saying, hope he's all right, and he sort of lost lost control of his emotions there. And um, from all reports, um, he's not in a critical position, uh, condition at the moment, but, um, yeah, it's going to be a long, long way back from uh, these severe breaks. Right on. All right, let's wrap this up, baby. 
Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you can get each episode every day. A big thank you to our sponsors before we go. Fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. Don't be a phone call away. And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh, who is still nursing a hangover from his Pride celebrations over the weekend. We'll be back <laughs> tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians, and more about sports, music, and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.